You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hey, uh, you guys been playing any video games lately? Since this is a video game podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm still playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise. It's still, I mean, they just released a, the first free title update with a bunch of new content, so... Put it, easily put another 15 to 20 hours in that <laughs> since we last spoke. So. And, you, and you're already in the triple digits as far as I hours am, go, right? I am, 130. I think oh I 130 wow. today. So. Wow. Yeah. Beat that, Jay. What have I you know, put 130 right? hours into? I haven't put 130 hours into something since the Breath of the Wild, yeah, probably. Me too, probably. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm playing uh, playing some Valheim still. Oh, my buddy Ralph, uh, who was on a couple weeks back. Oh yeah, weeks back, I guess now. Uh, he set up a server, so we kind of have a little shared world going that we can all uh, join in on and get in, build houses, and fight these uh uh what are they called they're called graylings i think and then mm-hmm. there's like gray dwarfs that come out and we haven't quite gotten to the big big bosses yet we've only done the first couple of the gods that you have to fight mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's uh fun it's a whole lot of fun i didn't realize somebody had to like no you don't have to run your own server right your own no no okay. you can you can do it just as a solo game or you can do um individually like open your game up to give somebody like a password to join you mm. Or you can set up a dedicated server and have it just always running. Interesting. What's the benefit yeah. of that? Is it like Animal Crossing where it's it's still going in real time? Um, the world I guess, on? yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be that would be kind of the benefit because there there are little events that like you'll you'll be in there and you'll be working on something in your house or whatever and all of a sudden you'll get a message flash across the screen, something like the forest just starts moving. Oh. And Every time it happens, we, we go into panic mode because that means <laughs> the there's, a, there's a rush coming. Yes, oh, there's oh, a I rush see. coming at us. <laughs> it's, it's, and, uh, it's not Treebeard usually, with his army coming to uh, wipe out. We haven't had any. Yeah, we haven't had any of the trees moving yet. But <laughs> the it does kind of you're surrounded by this thing. It's called the Black Forest. Mm. So there's probably going to be some. Uh, but right now it's mostly is um, just a rush of all like the graybeard or not the graybeards, the graylings um, and then the trolls and the trolls mm. are huge. They're like you think of the Hinnocks in, uh, oh, in Breath yeah. of the Wild. Yeah. It's, it's basically those. Would they be considered they bosses, Jay? Kind of. <laughs> yes, they would be considered bosses. That is my attempt at a clumsy segue <laughs> into our topic of the week on this episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, welcome. This is our video game podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel, and I'm joined every week by Jay Gunn. Hello. Hello, hello. And once again, uh, becoming a semi-regular, uh, Mark Zamora gracing us with hey. his presence. Hey, hey. I am. As I spoiled already, uh, this week's topic is going to be uh, boss battles, boss fights uh, in video games. Because uh, what 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 is a video game without a good boss battle in it? You know, either at the end or, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Jay, sometimes scattered throughout in the middle uh, of, uh, of, of your game, in your mm-hmm. Hyrule field. Uh, so we're going to be talking about boss battles. Uh, if you want to uh, chime in, you can do so on our Facebook page. You can find us on 16-Bit Gladiators there. Uh, or also follow us on Twitter, at 16-Bit Gladiators. Uh, if you can't remember those, we'll just go to our website at 16bitgladiators.com. We've got links to everything there, uh, as well as links to subscribe to this little podcast. Uh, all right, we've got my preamble out of the way. Let us dive right into this topic because uh, I'm excited about this one. I, I thought it was going to be easy. And then as I started researching, I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of harder to come up with than I thought. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, I've got like seven or eight here on a list. I'm sure you guys have some as well. So uh, we'll just kind of go around and talk about uh, some of our, our favorite boss battles, boss fights in uh, video games of lore. And I should say that um, I initially thought about this as like final bosses. Like we're just going to talk about the last boss that you fight. Uh, but I'm realizing as I'm researching that it's not always the final boss that is the best boss battle in any mm-hmm. video game. Sometimes they're uh, the second, the, the penultimate uh, boss, or like you said, when you know it's a mini boss somewhere in between that uh, yep. is somehow memorable. So I'm not going to yep. limit you guys. Uh, I'm not limiting myself, um, and so we can be kind of uh, nebulous with the definition of boss battle. But uh, yeah, got some notable ones here. Who wants Excellent. to uh, Who wants to kick us off, Mark? I, I always go towards you because you are a guest. Be our guest. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm I'm happy to start off. Sure. Uh, and you're right. I think it's easy to think, oh, who's the final boss in games that I've played and who 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 ended the whole thing, this whole journey you've been on. But really, I've noticed when I was researching myself that I've always been a fan of games that sprinkle boss battles throughout. Mm-hmm. So the first one that came to mind was the original Mega Man for the NES. Oh, Man, shit. So because it's it's a game of bosses, basically. I mean, yeah. it, start, it throws you in, you pick which boss you want to fight, and then you you go through the challenge of trying to navigate through his level, and then, then you have to beat the boss. Uh, and what I loved about Mega Man is that, you know, each boss, you would gain their power, and you can mm-hmm. use them to give you an advantage over other bosses. So, like... One thing that really stood out to me, and I was a latecomer to Mega Man, but when I finally oh. played it, I was like dying on every boss, and then finally I beat Cut Man. Oh. And I was like, okay, Cut Man, who's a logical boss after this? It would be Elect Man, maybe for cutting wires, and mm-hmm. then you can start applying that rock paper scissors thing to it, mm-hmm. and then that just—I mean, I fell in love with Mega Man after that first game, and so, that's something that's really stuck with me. Interesting that you started with the very first Mega Man. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. your first Mega Man that you played, part one from the NES? Well, I guess I played a little bit of, what was it called, Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo when I was right. younger, mm-hmm. but it didn't stick with me. And then mm-hmm. it was around the time Mega Man 9 was coming out, and it was like a retro. Right. Yeah, kind of the retro reboot. Right, exactly. And then, so I was like, okay, Going let me let me see what it, the, all the hoopla's about. And then <laughs> I was just, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, That's nice. funny because uh, I don't know that I would recommend anybody begin with Mega Man Part 1 if they were going to start <laughs> yeah, with that, that franchise. That was a rough one. It is rough. Um, it, it had the ugliest box art uh, and also... Not the best Mega Man, um, even though it kind of did start that 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 whole uh, uh, franchise. Uh, but yeah, super fucking hard in a way that where I think for part two they realized maybe we need to dial this back and make it a little more accessible. Um, but uh, I, I, that's one of the things about Mega Man games that, that yeah, you're going there for the bosses uh, and uh, they're all unique. And like you said, you can start kind of strategizing which one you're going to go to. I remember uh, having to buy the magazines to see like who. Whose weapon do I need to beat this one boss when you just can't figure it out and you realize you're doing the order wrong? Uh, all right, Mega Man. You know what? I'm going to jump off from there because uh, I also have a Mega Man on my list. Excellent. Um, but, and this is an actual final boss uh, from Mega Man 2, the big Dr. Wily battle. Now, that was my first Mega Man uh, that I kind of fell in love with. I'm pretty sure I played that first one and just bounced off it because of the difficulty. But uh, that second one, they really fine-tuned everything. It, I, I think if you look at... Uh, ranking lists, Mega Man 2 is always near the top. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason has to do with that final boss battle where uh, Dr. Wily shows up, and it's a real switcheroo. Uh, the Mega Man games you know, have a pretty kind of a loose story, right? You're, you're a robot in the future, and your other robot 
pals have been uh, corrupted and they're evil and you have to f- defeat them and then defeat the evil Dr. Wily who turned them all bad. So you're kind of invested by the time you get to him. And uh, I remember kind of having my mind blown. Because have, have either of you guys played Mega Man 2? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Love yeah. That game. And beaten it. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Dr. Wily, uh, you, you fight him once. He's in this little flying helicopter thing. Uh, and then he fucking morphs into an alien. He's this little green alien who floats yep. around and fires it. And you're like, oh, my God, the whole time, like, Dr. Wily was an alien. But then you beat that for him and you realize, oh, no, I'm just, like, in a hologram room. Uh, and uh, there he is behind the controls like the Wizard of Oz, uh, and he really is just a man, and he bows down for, for mercy from Rockman. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just remember the old kind of switcheroo, and th- that's the first, aside from, you know, Mario Brothers, your princess is in another castle, that's the first kind of psych-out I remember in a, uh, in, in, a, in a video game, in a multi-tiered uh, boss battle. That one really stuck with me. Yeah, and the music of that game too. Uh, it's just it, you're invested the whole way through because you're jamming, you're getting better at all the platforming, yep. and then you get to Wily, and that that fight is so good. I mean, there's man, a what a good time. There's a band I can't remember the name of them right now. I'll have to look it up. But uh, a, a rock band who uh, goes on tour and they play the entire Mega Man Two soundtrack while a dude awesome. on stage is playing the game. So like they've, they've, they've got this buddy awesome. who's super awesome at it. They turn the volume down on the game, and the guys are playing like you know guitar and, and drums each level's song. And then of course it gets to the end, and then but uh, yeah, it's a good time. Look it up on YouTube. They do a bunch of live shows if they ever come to your town. Um, I wish Definitely I could check that one out. plug them properly, but I can't remember the name. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're off to a good start here. We've uh, done a lot of Mega Man talk, Jay. Unless you have a Mega Man game, uh, I do not have a Mega Man one. Really? Uh, but I do have I do have one that's that's kind of in the same spirit with the boss rush. Okay. Uh, this one's called Jotun. Came out. It's an indie game, actually. Speaking hmm. of, but it uh, it came out uh, probably six seven years ago, and it's basically you play this uh, woman who has died, and you wow. you died kind of unceremoniously so you're you're in this uh, kind of a purgatory area and you have to go through and and defeat all the gods to impress them so that you can make your way into valhalla huh and uh the final boss that you fight or the final god that you fight is odin of course of course and this battle is it's essentially takes all of the bosses that you fought previously and he summons them in one by one. So they come in and you still have to attack them while he's attacking you. He's got these, these spears that fly around and they kind of home in on you. And if you dodge out of the way, they don't just go away. They turn around and they come back for you. So (laughs) it's like, they're, they're just constantly stuff moving. He's moving. He's summoning things in. And it is one of the most frustrating fights I have ever (laughs) had to do i finally i finally got through him but oh my god yeah you know going back to our rage quit one that's that's definitely a a rage quit candidate <laughs> of a game that's you know and i would say probably the sign of a good final boss battle is that mm-hmm. uh it, it frustrates you you can't really beat it on the first try uh but it's not yeah, yeah, it's not, not impossible uh, but yeah, right. what you're describing sounds uh, <laughs> near impossible. Uh, and mm-hmm. man, as far as boss rushes go, like I'm not a fan. I have to say, I know we just talked about Mega Man, and fucking Mega Man is guilty of that. Uh, right before you gotta, 
fight Dr. Wiley. You got to beat all the bosses again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like a cheap way. Like even, even the Mario games are guilty of it. Uh, yeah. They've been doing that the last few games. And I, I wish they would get away from that because it seems uncreative, you know, and, and really just there to kind of uh, artificially elongate the experience and uh, to frustrate yeah. players. It's like, I already beat yeah. this guy once. Unless he's got like another form, and I'm gonna have to fight him again. Yeah, that's funny because next on my list, actually, and for that reason, <laughs> is Mario 64, oh. and specifically the Bowser fight. I actually now boss rushes. I don't know how I feel about it, but I do love when you fight the same one over and over, and there's always that little twist. Mm-hmm. And specifically the Bowser and Mario 64, what I loved is that the first two fights, you know, they're pretty standard. I think you only have to get them on the bombs once. Yeah. But then that third one comes out and they adjusted his model. I think he's a little bigger and he has that like rainbow effect on him. Yeah. And then and then he like breaks the platform into a star shape. And it, it the, oh, to me, that just blew my mind. So that was like right. a good iteration boss fight where it's like, yeah. oh, this got harder and it feels different. That is true, yeah, because now the platform is like tilting, right, as he walks across mm-hmm. it, uh, and it's the mm-hmm. same. It's the same way you beat him, right? You just kind of have to run behind him, grab him by the tail, and swing him around. Yeah, uh, right. Which which was awesome and like a, a, a great use of the new uh, joystick in the N sixty four. But yeah, I forgot. Yeah, okay, I will give you that. Like you know, <laughs> an iteration uh, on a boss battle, uh, especially that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know what? As long as we're doing Mario, I also have a Mario game on my list. Uh, as much nice. as I was talking about not liking uh, boss rushes, this game does have one, but it's optional. Uh, but the, the the halfway points of the actual game, which is kind of the end of... Uh, you, you play half the game, and then you can beat Bowser, and then there's all these other super levels afterwards that, yes. that are uh, optional and unlockable. Um, so, but I'm still going to consider Bowser from Super Mario World 3D or Super Mario 3D World, whatever one it is. 3D, yeah, 3D World. Originally came out on the Wii U, just released a couple of months ago on Switch, uh, and maybe it's the recency effect, but uh, I played through that again, and uh, damn, do I love that final boss with Bowser because uh, you talk about iterating on something, and Nintendo's really good at this too. Uh, each, each of their Mario games specifically, they kind of have a theme. There's a different power, right? Um, and then it turns out, oh, you have to use that power to fight Bowser at the very end. Uh, and in this particular one, as you all know, Mario can turn into a cat, right? You get the little uh, bell mm-hmm. power up, and he can turn into a cat, and he can climb walls. And it turns out, Bowser as well can turn into a cat uh, at the end when you um, when you fight him for the last time. And it's really epic. Uh, I don't think it's too difficult to beat. I got lucky and beat it on my first try. Uh, but it, 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 it is tricky, but I just love the presentation of it. You're climbing this long tower, uh, trying to get to the top. It's, it's kind of an auto scroll. So the camera's always moving. You have to jump and keep up with it. And there's this huge cat Bowser who keeps like popping out of the wall or, uh, at one point he multiplies cause that's another power up in this game. You get the cherry, you can become two. Mm-hmm. He's there's like two and three. And then at the end, there's like four cat Bowsers that are like 20 times your size. And uh, it seems insurmountable, uh, and and that's what makes the satisfaction of uh, finally beating him uh, that much more sweet. But yeah, that one uh, stuck with me, uh, even when I played it the first time several years ago. So uh, there you oh, go, yeah. Super Mario nice. 3D World. Like you yeah, said, the presentation is insane, because yeah. I think it's the first time there's rain in a Mario game, too. You might be right. And I it's like, oh, so. it's raining. This feels it's b- dark. dark and epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a yep. good one. 
and that's another that's another kind of uh, recurring theme we'll see here. It's not just about the difficulty of the boss, but uh, it's about the uh, the atmosphere, right? The environments that they, that they set up. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll expound on that later, but I feel like I've been talking a lot. Jay, how about you, buddy? <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I was going to say those, those auto scrolling levels and particularly in, in 3d world, those are my nemesis. Yes. I just like, slow down. always end up dying on them like multiple mm. times over and over and over again. It's mm. ridiculous. Um, uh, so let's see, I've got, well, I mean, we can go with, uh, we can go with the legend of Zelda Ocarina of time. Yes. I, I also had that on my list. Nice, nice. There are there are a ton of bosses that uh, uh, that you can go through on that one, but of course, Ganon being the that's right. the final boss. Um, that one, I, I love the way that they did that move, or the way that they did that one because they set it up uh, throughout the game, like throughout the bosses that you would fight in the game. Mm-hmm. You have parts where you have to like play baseball with a boss enemy to uh, kind of learn that you can swing and you can hit and knock things back at, the, right. at the other bosses. Um, and, you know, using all your different powers, like the, the, the wing boots to get across the gap faster. Um, but all that kind of comes into play with, with Ganon's fight because you're one, he's doing the, the electric balls and throwing yep, them at you, you and deflect. you have to swing and back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every time, he goes down and you jump across that gap or you, or you float across the gap. When he goes back up, he hits the, he hits the floor basically with a, uh, with a electrical charge mm-hmm. that starts knocking pieces away. So it makes the, uh-huh. the amount of room that you can move around smaller. Uh, the old disappearing floor trick. Nintendo mm-hmm. likes to use that a lot, don't they? Indeed. Indeed. And so when you, when you finally defeat him and, and you know, he falls down and he's dead and you're like, Oh, that's, great and you think it's over and you think everything's done and then all of a sudden the tower starts collapsing that's right now it's an escort and, mission yep and now it's a rush to get out with the with uh with zelda mm-hmm. and you finally get to the bottom you make it out and you get this long cut scene of the tower falling and crumbling and everything and you're like all right cool now the credits are going to roll and all of a sudden you hear ka-chunk yeah that's not and good link and zelda kind of look back and then the link runs in to see what what that was, and he gets trapped in this wall of fire. And here comes Ganondorf mm-hmm. floating up in the air, and he just morphs into that giant, that pig beast. And now the real battle's on. That's it's like, right. Oh shit! It's and, so uh, good. And then the, the text on screen, you know, because every time you find him before, it says Ganondorf, and this time it's mm-hmm. just Ganon. Like you know, Ganon. this is the yes. final form. Yeah, that's a yes. great one. Uh, something else I love about that uh, particular battle, um, and and some boss battles, final boss battles in general, uh, you talk talking about creating the mood. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most video games have a music soundtrack playing underneath something, but when that when that music cuts out, when it goes silent, and yes. you, that's when you know shit's about to go down. And yes. I remember specifically yes. that moment as you're going up that staircase. Heading to the t- and there's like no music for the first time in that game. And I'm like, oh, shit. The same thing happens in Mega Man 2, right before Dr. Wily. Uh, and yep. also, the same thing happens in another game that is on my list, uh, Castlevania, right before you beat Dracula. Nice. Yes, um, yes. And it's, now, there's tons of Castlevania games. You always fight Dracula at the end. Um, the one that always stuck out to me was Castlevania 4, Super Castlevania for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. obviously. Um 
I, I like that one, and and it doesn't completely cut out the music, but it it it's it's going from you know you've kind of got this um, his jazz fusion soundtrack throughout the entire. There's like usually a beat, a pulse, mm-hmm. um, and for the first time ever, it it plays the song that plays when you first pop the card in, like when it's it, when it's giving you the backstory, yes. and it's so atmospheric. Um, yes. and you, you haven't heard that song in the actual gameplay itself. And until that moment when you're walking down the hall and the lanterns on the wall behind you start lighting one by one, as you walk past you, we're like, Oh shit. Like I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> just talking about it because I remember that feeling. Uh, and he's a fucking hard ass boss. Like he, he is a hard ass the, boss. The Dracula in the Castlevania games, the, uh, they pull no punches. They always make sure, you know, he is the final boss. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, and I love. I love the way that they do those because, you know, with, you know, the, the super Castlevania, but also the original Castlevania, mm-hmm. uh, Dracula X was another one. Oh yeah. And, uh, uh, shit. The symphony, symphony of the night. night. Yep. Yeah. They all have a very similar final battle with Dracula mm-hmm. where, you know, he has his human form and he's, he does, he kind of warps and teleports around the stage and shoots fireballs at you. Yep. Um, and then he either has a bat form, like a, like this giant <laughs> demon bat form That's right. or in super Castlevania, it was like these, um, uh, these little, uh, I don't know, like fire demon things that oh, would yeah. come flying out of him and you'd had to take those out or else they would start overwhelming you on the stage. That's right. So they, I love how they do that with the, with the, with the multiple forms, but they always start out with that same, him would just open up his cloak and yep. hit some fireballs at you. Uh, classic. Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so far we've uh, kind of been talking super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. Um, Mark, any uh, non Nintendo properties? On your boss well, it's funny list. that you say that because I was looking at my list and I was like, man, this is a lot of Nintendo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I did want to say, like, I love the power of silence in, in boss battles. I mm-hmm. think you're right that that's such a mm-hmm. cool way to present because the games are filled with such great soundtracks. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, why is there no music? <laughs> yes. Like, um, yes. But I would like to say kind of on a similar track. And since we're talking about Z- Zelda um, and the game that I think a lot of people don't talk about is Skyward Sword. I was mm. gonna, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, all the boss battles in that game are so fantastic because it was a new control, and you have to. It's like you really learn to adapt less on your items, but more about your skill set. Yeah, but but as far as presentation, one of the best bosses I think in that game is is kind of like the minion, which is his name's Girahim, mm-hmm. and oh, he's yeah. like this weird, creepy little guy who he like will literally like teleport around the level and there's like a cutscene where he like teleports and he's like licking link's ear and it's like <laughs> you just want to beat this guy up like yeah, what's up with this yeah. guy he's so weird and he's like humming his own theme song as you're fighting what? him and it's like this guy is weird and it's so like so to good. me that's like one of the best packaged bosses is like it just feels so satisfying when you beat him and he and you fight him multiple times and he's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna beat you this time what happened last time was a joke and you're like oh we'll bring it on dude because i'm stronger <laughs> too and it's like and he gets weirder and weirder and to me, that was such a good boss fight. I saw a, a theory on Girahim, um here just recently, actually, that kind of blew my mind and actually kind of makes a whole lot of sense. And I don't want to spoil it because I know Joel hasn't played through the game yet. Ooh. But Girahim is, at least in this theory, is the, I guess, kind of the mirror of Fee. Mm. And that uh, that was like, 
Oh, <laughs> shit. That's absolutely that could be right. Holy shit. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hints in the game that kind of allude to that. And and just really quick, I, I, I don't want to go on it too much, but what I love about Skyward Sword is I'm really big into the Zelda lore. Mm. And so if you like Ganon, if you like the Ganon fights, I think the final fight in Skyward Sword is super satisfying. In yeah. that yes. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll know exactly what you're talking about later this year when I play Skyward Sword when it's released for the I'm Switch. I'm excited for you because I've yeah. played that game multiple times. Yeah. So playing it again for the first time would be... It's, I mean, I, I kind of feel dirty that I have... There's so many Zelda games that I haven't played. Most of them are handheld. I don't really count them <laughs> the same. But, uh, you know, the big ones. Uh, I'm going through Wind Waker now with Jenna. Mm-hmm. Loving that. Uh, so I, I tried Twilight Princess, but uh, I keep bouncing off of that every time I try it. But um, I think the next one's going to be uh, Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, Twilight Princess definitely definitely takes some getting getting into it, especially at the beginning. It's, yeah, it's, it's so a slow. really long lead up. Yeah, it's depressing. really long lead up. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like dark, and the first lines are like, I remember, like when the first time I played, it's the first line is, "Have you ever felt such a deep sadness?" Is like, man, this is gonna be a bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, that's the sign of the times. When it came out, we were all into like emo, and you know, that's <laughs> every all of our superheroes. They couldn't be bright and poppy anymore. They had to be dark. You know, everything yeah. was yeah. Uh, everything was Fight Club, basically. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I never really uh, jived in the Zelda universe. Zelda's supposed to be like bright and poppy a little bit to an extent. Maybe uh, yeah. Skyward Sword maybe took it a little too far in that direction with the color scheme. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. All right. Well, uh, earlier, uh, Jay, you were talking about Odin. You evoked the name of mm-hmm. Odin. Uh, mm-hmm. And that reminded me of another game on my list uh, who had uh, a memorable boss battle. Uh, and that's the uh, 20, was it 2018 God of War for the PS4. Yes. Uh, and while I'm not talking about Odin, but I am talking about Baldur. Yes. Who... Uh, and it's not even the the final battle. It's actually fairly early in the game. The first time you encounter him, before you even actually know who he is. In fact, I think they just call him the Stranger. Um, but uh, yeah, when you fight him, that that stuck with me. Uh, mostly because of the performance of the guy doing the voice for him, which is uh, Jeremy Davies. He's a guy you recognize. You might know him from Lost. Last couple of seasons of Lost. He was in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He's this little skinny, kind of squirrely-looking guy. Mm-hmm. He's always always gives really interesting performances. And be, even before I knew this was him doing the performance, uh, I, I was like, "Man, I love this character. He's he's got like attitude. Um, he's a he's like a a villain who you um, you simultaneously love, but you also hate." Uh, and that battle is just fucking brutal from the get go, and it mm-hmm. seems like it goes on forever. Uh, it but, does, yeah. But the part that really stuck out to me was about halfway through, or at least maybe like two thirds of the way through. You think you're done. You've already uh, taken out his his life bar once, and it's refilled. And then the second time, you're about to take him out, and you think, all right, well, surely now the battle is almost over, right? And he's talking. You guys are having conversation the whole time uh, during the battle. And uh, he's like, yeah, before you take me out, there's one thing you should know. And he leans in close, and he's like, I can't feel any of this. <laughs> and it was kind of one of those moments where like, oh, shit. Like, this isn't just some – I mean, he's got superhuman powers, right? If it wasn't obvious already, this is no uh, ordinary guy. And uh, from that point on, I was just like, oh, I love this character. And, uh, yeah, that boss battle in particular just – you're throwing each other around, and uh, it's it's it really just sets the tone for the rest of the game. I love it. Indeed, I love how they how they took that where they 
you know, God of War, it was always Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And then they come in and, and bring in this Viking or the Norse mythology yeah. with uh, with this one. And, and I, I love how they played into that. Mm-hmm. Vikings are in this year. Apparently mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, uh, who did I leave off with? Well, Mark, I think uh, I'm going to throw it back to you. What you got? Yeah, well, now that we're talking about not Nintendo stuff, um, <laughs> and this is more of uh, me using a cheat code since I didn't mention this in the Star Wars episode. I figured I can bring it up now. Mm-hmm. But Jedi Fallen Order, we didn't talk about this at all in the Star Wars episode. Ah. But I think not only is the story like so Star Wars and the, makes the bosses even that more satisfying, mm-hmm. but what makes it really cool is there's this one moment, and this game, for those of you who don't know, is like Dark Souls but Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. It's very much like... <laughs> that hard battle mechanic thing. And there's this one fight where you're just wandering around this empire base. And all of a sudden this bounty hunter comes out. And he's like, you like, you're going to die now. And this game is hard. Okay. Like, yeah, like I said, it's like dark souls, but star Wars. And if you lose, you go straight to jail and oh, no, and, do not pass. Go do not collect $200. Right. So you, <laughs> you get knocked out and you're like, well, crap, I lost that fight. And you think you're going to respawn like normal, but you actually wake up and you're in space prison and you're like, wait, What's going on? So you're going to find out, oh, I got, a, not not only am I arrested and in jail, I'm in like a prisoner arena gladiator oh, shit. situation that I have to fight my way out of. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Nice. Like, Whoa. And that's like, oh, this is such a cool thing for the story. And then I told my friend about it. He's like, what? No, I just kicked that bounty hunter's ass. <gasps> so and he didn't experience that. And it's like. Interesting. I was, I was about to ask if you awesome. could ever beat him, if it was intended for you to lose, but there is yeah. a way to beat him. There which... is a way to beat him if you're good and don't suck at that game like <laughs> I do. But, <laughs> but yeah, so he didn't experience the prison at all. And, and I was like, man, you got to go and lose that fight because it is just kind of cool. <laughs> Interesting. And, and uh, I will say, I don't want to spoil it because you got to play this game. If you're a Star Wars fan, you have to play it. Oh, but yeah. that last boss, man. Is this the, 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 the sister, yeah. the secret sister, or whatever her name is? No, but after that. Oh, oh okay. All right. Uh. <laughs> Color after me intrigued. That, my jaw was on the ground. Oh, your jaw was, chills, was on the ground. Literal chills. All right. That's a good one, man. Um, Jay, anything popping to mind? You got a Star Wars game on your list before I kind of just plow through? I do not have yeah. a Star Wars game, actually, no. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, then. I'm going to move things in the arcade. Because I do have a couple of arcade games nice. uh, on this list, and I really wanted to go, you know, like Ninja Turtles. You could, you know, choose the Shredder boss fight where mm. he multiplies, and you have to figure out which Shredder is the right one. Um, but ultimately, that one's—it's not really all that exciting. It's kind of cheap, actually, because you, have, as soon as you kill one of his clones, he just kind of like respawns. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, but um, I could have gone, could have gone any of those arcade games, those uh, beat 'em ups. But I'm going to go with Dragon's Lair Two. The Don Bluth Laserdisc animated sequel to the original Dragon's Lair, which was all the rage back in the 80s. Um, Of course, if you know Don Bluth, you'll know him from uh, all of his films that he did, American Tale and Land Before Time, and he's he's just got a a ton of them under his, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, I'm dating myself because these all came out in the 80s and 90s, I think. Titan AE, there you go. There's one from uh, this millennia. But a great animator and uh, really introduced his talents into the world of video games. Now, if you played the first Dragon's Lair, uh, it, it's uh, it's more of a novelty, right? Like it, mm-hmm. the, the idea that uh, you could play a cartoon was, was great and it attracted crowds. But uh, the actual gameplay itself, you're basically just kind of like responding to flashes on the screen and guessing. Oh, should I hit yeah. up, down, left, right, or the sword button? 
but it wasn't until Dragon's Lair 2 they kind of refined that mechanic. And instead of like these little self-contained rooms that you know you do one or two moves and then you got out of them, which is what the first game was about, this one had levels uh, and a little story to go along with it. So each level would be maybe like three or four minutes long uh, and just continuously you had to follow along uh, with the game. It's really fun. If it's not fun to play, it's at least fun to watch. Uh, but I love this game in the arcade, and um, you're following this kind of li- this little wizard around through time. It's called uh, Dragon's Lair uh, Time Warp is the name of it, uh, which they take some liberties with time because one level is all about like Alice in Wonderland, and I'm pretty sure that's not a historical moment in time. Like that is based <laughs> on, on a fictional world, uh, but whatever. It's still made for a cool level. Uh, but yeah, you're following this wizard as he's, uh, he's kidnapped Daphne, the princess. Again, you've got to save her. And, um, he, he makes appearances throughout the level. You always see him, but he's always off in the distance taunting you and you never get close, close to him. And then this last level, it's, it's like you and him and her, you know, trying to be rescued. And, um, he, the, the whole thing is like, he wants to marry her, right? He's got this magic ring. Either of you ever played Dragon's Lair 2? I haven't played the second one. Now. Yeah. I've played the first one a lot. Yeah, and... first one's bullshit. The second one is where it's at. <laughs> nice, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this last level begins with him placing this ring on her finger, and uh, she begins to morph into like this giant blob creature that you're simultaneously trying to uh, dodge her attacks uh, while kind of fighting him, the wizard. Uh, and also trying to pry the ring off of her finger as she continues to grow and grow. And it's just a feast for the eyes. I think it still holds up today. And uh, that what a, awesome. it is, man. What a great culmination of, uh, of that whole journey. Because uh, it doesn't end the way you would think it would end with, you know, just vanquishing the, the wizard. Like he, he kind of just falls to his death unceremoniously, but it's this monster that she turns into uh, that you have to fight. So, uh, yeah, Dragon's Lair 2. Uh, check it out on YouTube if you don't want to play the game. Uh, that's, that's a fun, like, 15, 20. It's basically a little animated movie. It's like 15, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's what I, so I heard about them. Yeah. Yes, they are. It's, it's yeah. basically just pattern and memorization and timing. That's it. it. The Trial origin of error. a quick time event. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is the original quick time event, isn't it? Very good. Yeah, Nicely that's done. exactly what it felt like. And right. I never got far in the first one because it was so hard. So I can only imagine how satisfying the bosses are in that game. And or it the, is. to finish it in general. Yeah. Or to even get past the first level would be nice. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it did take a while to, uh, to to just get to level two. That is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody got any arcade games on their list? Just me? Uh. I guess it kind of is, but it, it uh, the one that I'm going off of is the the NES version, um, and it kind of plays off the whole timing and pattern memorization. Is uh, Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's oh, Punch Out? Oh yes, oh that's a good one. That's yeah. That one, the timing on on that fight is so yeah. tight mm-hmm. that you you cannot make mistakes, and up until like very recently, you couldn't even beat it on an emulator it was so tight that the emulator had inserted just enough extra lag like one or one maybe two frames frames (laughs) of extra lag that was enough that you couldn't beat him because you couldn't get the timing just right oh my god um yeah so the the newer versions of uh of retroarch have have introduced something called run ahead where it actually runs the game ahead using your computer cycles mm-hmm. to see what's going to happen 
and then comes back to it. So it can, it can actually take out a couple of extra frames and they've gotten it down to where the, the lag that is introduced is either equal to, and in some cases actually better than playing it on the actual original hardware. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So yeah, you can, you can actually beat Mike Tyson now on a, on an emulator, but my God, I remember as a, as a kid, I played that game and, you know, back then, we didn't get a whole lot of games. It was, it was basically you played what you had for until you beat it. And then maybe you'd get another one in, you know, six months or a year when it was your birthday again or Christmas again or whatever. Um, and my God, I spent days <laughs> on Mike Tyson. Yeah. Uh, it, like you would leave the, the console on. <laughs> Cause you didn't want to have to get back to him. I know exactly. That's so exactly. funny. Oh yeah, that one. That one was a. That one's a a a test of endurance, I guess you could say. Yeah, literally, literally. You want to talk about boss rush? I mean, the Punch Out series is fight after fight after fight, and Mm -hmm. getting better and learning the strats behind each one. And I think each game in that series, I feel like Nintendo doesn't know what they have on their hands because, like, even the Wii one was so good. Yeah, so so well animated. I mean. The only thing I was missing was Mike Tyson. I think if yeah. at this point they made a new Mike Tyson punch out, I would be all over it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you think enough yeah. time has passed? Maybe we've forgiven him a little bit. He, uh, he, <laughs> I mean, he's got another fight coming up or something, doesn't he? I, I keep think seeing so, yeah. News. So, fighting uh, Jake Paul or something, I don't know. Yeah. Like he's doing these days. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. But you're right, Jay, man. I, nev- I, I don't think I ever beat. I, in fact, I know I never beat Mike Tyson, uh, and I did play a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think King Hippo is probably about as far as I got in that one. Even he was a bastard. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, good call, man. Nice. All right, uh, Mark, I'm going to throw it back to you, buddy. Yeah, well, just kind of the new version of my first entry, I, and I can't help but mention it since it's so fresh in my mind, but Monster Hunter, I mean, uh-huh. it is a game of constant boss battles. You, And it's just like Mega Man where you go, you fight, let's say, this dragon or whatever, you harvest it for parts and you use those parts to give you better things to fight the next dragon. And so mm-hmm. it's a lot like Mega Man and it's a lot of fun. And it's interesting that people have liked boss battles so much that they started just developing games that are just boss battles. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Monster Hunter is just pure boss battles all the time. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's Cuphead, like boss battles Cuphead like is like that. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Another good example. There's a, there's another one called, uh, I think it's called Fury. That uh, it's another indie game. It came out uh, again, probably five or six years ago now, and uh, it's kind of the same deal. It's it's almost like a a boss rush mixed with a, like a shmup because you have like the 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 bosses that shoot out just tons and tons of bullets or <sighs> or whatever their projectiles are that they have that you have to be able to weave in and out of and mm-hmm. get into your get into position to get a get a hit off on them. Uh, I'm into another, that. That's another fun one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that. What's it called again? Fury. Fury. Yeah. Mm. What, what? Where can I find that? Consoles. Uh, yeah, it was on. I believe it was on all the consoles. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if it was on the Wii U. I know it was on the 360 and the PS3. Mm. Um, and I know it was on PC. I believe there was also Mac and Linux versions of it too. <laughs> so, so yeah. So yeah, they, everything they but it. Nintendo games, huh? Basically, yeah. yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to say. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know what? I haven't done one in a while. Um, uh, this is technically another arcade game, uh, but uh, I'm going to call it a console game because um, when Street Fighter Two came home, yes. that's when a lot of people were exposed to it uh, and just started playing it more and more. And when it didn't cost a quarter every time uh, or 50 cents, depending on what mm-hmm. arcade you went to, and I, I ran into a couple of uh, Street Fighter Two machines that were 50 cents to play. Uh, too rich for my blood, but I'll plop down $50 for the Super Nintendo and play the man, I played the hell out of some Street Fighter 2. Um, and you would think that would have uh, made me good. Uh, or, or And it did, but like good enough to easily go through the four bosses that are at the end. You could, I think you start mm-hmm. off with, uh, who starts first? Balrog, right? Speaking of Mike Tyson, the Mike I Tyson think, yeah, Balrog. Balrog. Mm-hmm. And it moves on to Vega. And Vega. then mm-hmm. um, who's the tall? Sagat or Sagat? Uh, yes, Bob Bob Sagat, uh, yeah, and then the, the kickboxer, the kickboxer. But uh, th- those all, the three of them all kind of had patterns that you could recognize. You know, Vega would climb under the fence, and you knew, hey, I'm gonna do my uppercut when he comes at me. Um, mm-hmm. Sagat was so big and slow, you could kind of like jump over him or duck underneath. He'd keep doing that uh, fireball at you, uh, and the same thing with Balrog. Like um, he would, he, he, you you could time in between his uh, punches. But M Bison, that final boss. Uh, who basically had an answer for everything you could throw at him. Yep. And because he was computer-controlled, because this was before Championship Edition where other people could play the bosses, they had them uh, tuned specifically for CPU, and uh, that computer uh, was much faster than any human would ever be, uh, and that made him yes. Bison that much more formidable. But man, that motherfucker. Like, you want to talk about rage-quitting games, there would... Uh, <laughs> I would get... I would just continue and continue and continue. And um, I remember getting into a state of mind where uh, it it was just like, I was so defeated where he would, he would just be punching me and I couldn't do anything about him. And I'd be just like, yep, mm, yep. Of course. Yeah. Do that. Sure. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, And just frustrating, but um, it did make it all the much sweeter uh, when you'd land that final blow. And uh, mm-hmm. it all goes into slow motion, right? And he falls back, and uh, <laughs> you get to see. You know, they always do the, the 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 illustrations of the faces of the characters after you beat them, mm-hmm. and you get to see him beat up with the black eye, like yeah, motherfucker. Yes, uh, but, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about punchable faces? Bison's yes, up there for yes, sure. with his <laughs> stupid hat, his stupid cape, stupid and face, dumb grin. I fucking yep. hate that guy. But uh, yeah. yeah, did you ever have the the ones where like? You both would land a final punch at yes! the same time. So oh frustrating. And of God. course, who does the computer give it to? You, uh, yeah. Yep. Gives it to the computer. Your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Bullshit. God. That's a yeah. good one. And that's yeah. another one where it's like, like you said, it's just so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Finally did it. And you just like, you just feel that <laughs> yes. feeling inside where you're just like, yes, I accomplished something. <laughs> because it's a fighting game, much like Mike Tyson. It is specifically mm-hmm. a fighting game. And this isn't just like I shot this many bullets or I jumped on somebody's head or I ran underneath Bowser and hit a key to make the gate fall. Like the, I literally had to beat up my opponent. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of, of Tyson, was it you that that brought that up? That M Bison was yes was originally supposed to be uh, Mike Tyson, but they couldn't get the the rights to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't want to use his name. They didn't want to make it too uh, because I think this was when he was kind of like falling out. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he had uh, had a little domestic dispute uh, that made the news, and so yeah. uh, yeah. he in 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 Japan, yes, uh, M Bison is actually named Balrog. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and the character of the boxer is named M. Bison for Mike Bison. 
Uh, wow. But uh, yeah, they had to they had to swap it out. But uh, we figured it out. We're on to you, Capcom. <laughs> I did not know that, actually. Yeah. That is news to me. There wow. Little... My brain just got blown. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter 2 trivia there for you. Yep. All right. Uh, I lost track of who's going next. So who's got one? Uh, well, if we want to talk about rage quit ones, yes. I've got, a, I've got uh, Undertale. Oh. Uh, another indie one. I'm kind of on an indie kick now. Um, yeah. But the, uh, the, the final boss, actually, there's two. There is the the penultimate boss, which can go one of two ways. Either you went the either the pacifist route or the mixed route, which means you know you sometimes you fight, sometimes you you let them go, or you went the genocide route, which is everything that you come up against, you you kill it. Oh. And if you go the genocide route, then you get a final boss fight or a, or a penultimate boss fight. Mm-hmm with one of the characters who throughout the game has been kind of like this friendly character with you and, and kind of helps you along and helps you uh, uh, hide from things or, or tells you secrets of how to get places. <laughs> and if you, if you did the genocide route, he is hard as fuck. <laughs> um, I, I actually managed, I haven't, I haven't done the genocide route. I haven't done the pacifist route because when I started playing it, I was on, I was doing the mixed route mm. And um, I've only seen his boss fight in YouTube videos because the final boss fight in all of the routes, no matter which one you take, is Flowey. And he's a little flower mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the whole game. And he kind of kind of talks to you throughout the game. Yeah. And what does he starts like? to taunt you. Do the voice. Well, it's all text. <laughs> it's all text. So. <laughs> Because I'm yeah, picturing so him the, sounding like Mr. Hankey from South Park. I know. I, I kind of I kind of <laughs> imagine him as him sounding like that. But he he um it, it, the the game is very it's presented like old school like an old school Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Um, so every, all of the the dialogue is in text and it's all old school RPGs with menu screens and things like that going on. Um, but the fights that you do in the game they're essentially like little skill challenges, like something will come up on the screen and you've got to, you're, you've got to hop over it or uh, things will come at you. You'll have like a limited space you can move in. So you got to be able to maneuver through them and things like that. Well, in this, in this final boss fight, all of that happens. And they also introduce new things that haven't ever happened before. Mm. So you've got to, you've got to learn and adapt to these things. And this boss fight is the only one I've ever, gotten to and i swear i've i've spent in total i've probably spent a good 15 to 20 hours jeez just trying to beat this boss oh my god and i finally given up on it oh you never beat him i'm i'm just i am oh no good enough to do it i will (laughs) freely admit i am not good enough to do it i'm so sad we don't have a happy ending to that story i thought Mm -hmm. you were gonna say like it took me 20 hours and i finally took him down but no (laughs) one of one of these days i may i may submit myself back to that torture because (laughs) it is so fast-paced it everything's coming at you from all angles and like i said it, it kind of brings in everything that you've been doing before so you have limited space that you have to move and you've got to jump over things or you've got to dodge things and they're moving faster at you than they ever have before. Uh, but your little character doesn't move any faster. So you've oh, got to course. time your jumps even more perfectly. Uh, that sounds frustrating. 
Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. And of course, he takes up the entire screen, so he's he's able to come at you from everything. Ooh, I um, I do like a good boss that takes up the entire screen, or sometimes yes. is is so large that he's off screen that you're having yes. to like jump around and climb. Like that's that's another sign of a good boss battle too. Yes, yes, yeah. And he 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 basically from this little flower that he starts as, <laughs> he morphs into this spider demon looking thing it's Jeez. i don't even really know how to describe it like i, I know i see the the links forum but oh that's the one i haven't watched it yet shit yeah yeah and it, it just looks like this almost spider crab demon thing <laughs> it's got these little little mandibles on its mouth that have teeth on it and it's got several eyes that are looking at you and older and it's, oh man it's the creepiest freakiest looking thing oh, wow i'll have to post that link you sent on the uh the facebook page or something it's it's a great game it's one of those ones that presents you with a lot of uh like i don't want to say morality lessons but it mm. kind of gives you that how do you want to handle this situation do you want to fight do you want to be merciful to this right. thing that's attacking you everything that you go in through that game you you get these opportunities to to make these choices and I, going into it when i first started i didn't realize that there was you know the three different routes that you could take right um until i got frustrated because i couldn't beat this thing so i finally started <laughs> watching a, a a youtube video to see if there were any like pointers that they could give on how to beat this guy at the end of it oh yeah what was the answer? Just, uh, just be good. Just get better. It's basically, basically yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Like, just good luck. <laughs> Stop sucking. Yeah. Reap the uh, seeds that you've sown with all your genocide and, yes, and, yes. and man up is basically what basically, the tutorial yeah. say. Basically, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about that game and how it makes you choose and mm. really gives you some tough decisions here and there and, and puts you through the ringer. So it's interesting that that boss fight kind yeah. of does the same thing. Mm. It's also interesting. We, I know Joe had, had sent a couple of... Uh, uh, honorable mentions that he wanted to do. He was talking about one of the games being a meta. This one is kind of the same way where um, if you beat Flowey or when you beat Flowey, uh, he gives you the option of either living or uh, I guess resetting the world and going back to fix all of the stuff that's been broken mm. and make it, you know, bring it back to the way that it was or leave it the way that it is. Now, if you choose to fix everything, then it deletes your save file. And it's like, what? Yeah. It, it's like, it deletes your save file. It that's starts over. Everything up. is, everything's fixed. And everything's nice and it's all good, but you don't have your save file anymore. No. So all that work that you did is gone. Does it, it literally rewinds time? Yes. Big air quotes and does it rewind? Yes. Are doing everything over? Does it tell you yeah. that it's going to do that? Do you have any? Yeah, yeah. Flowey, Flowey, <laughs> as he's as he's kind of dying and, and shriveling, he oh, he no. tells you he tells you the consequences of this. It will, you know, it, everything will reset. Damn. We will, I will reset this world, and it's your choice. That's you some perfect dark it. shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, while I'm thinking about it, because we evoked uh, Mr. Hanky's uh, name earlier, uh, <laughs> this is a good time to uh, give an honorable mention. Joe uh, Cucinati, who is uh, often a guest but is away this week, uh, did text us earlier today and wanted to remind us uh, of one of his favorite boss battles, uh, and that's uh, the Great Mighty Pooh from uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Bad where, uh, Fur Day. You're literally uh, fighting an opera singing uh, piece of shit, right? 
That's so amazing. <laughs> That's this... the piece. It's like a, it's a lot of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Is, <laughs> yes. that is, to quote uh, Jeff Goldblum, that is one big pile of shit. That is one big <laughs> pile of shit, yes. It's it's a brilliant fucking fight, too, because you, you go into it, you're, you get into this arena. Uh-huh. It's basically shit flowing down the walls. There's oh, a God. pool of shit in the middle. <laughs> And you just hear this booming voice that says, bring me sweet corn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, and so you got to run around this, run around this arena, find these little kernels of corn that are, that are also running around, smack them over the head, throw them into the middle. The first one you throw in it, the whole game is like, is pop culture references to different movies and things. So as soon as you throw this, this corn in the, in the pool, it shows kind of this cut scene of the corn sitting there and he's floating on the top of the water. And all of a sudden you hear almost like the jaws music. And then all of a sudden the, you see the, the corn jerks a little bit and uh-huh. he starts to move around real quickly oh, in the no. water. Kind of like, <laughs> Just the, like, like the shark pulls him and then pulls him under and then it goes back and you're like, okay, I got to pull some more in there. Oh, that it's is hilarious. So great. I got to play this game, man. I can't believe that I one am- slipped past me. It's hard to believe that, that game ever existed, and every time I remember it, it's like, man, that was a fever dream. That happened. Like, what mm-hmm. a game that was. And I, I mean, I was very young when it came out, and on the 64, no less. I mean, even back then, Nintendo was like the family-friendly. Yeah. And it's like, what are we playing? I mean, golly, <laughs> what a trip. And yeah, that boss. And it's like a musical number. Like, what? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and the and the crazy thing is on on the Xbox when it came out on Xbox is the the live and reloaded version mm-hmm. they actually censored a lot of the words mm. on the N64 version the original one that came out they'll say shit no problem no. it it they'll just say it and it's like this is a kids game That's I crazy. think it actually I think it actually had an M rating it was the only yeah that was after the probably the only M rating that uh, that came in there but yeah, he, he literally comes out and as he's as he's starting to sing and his first words are I am the great mighty poo and I'm going to fling my shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Joe. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. uh-huh. Thank you, Joe, for that contribution from uh, beyond. All right. Well, from uh, shit. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. I'm going to. Follow- <laughs> well, let's uh, I'll, I'll talk about a, a game that uh, I've talked about a lot in uh, the the past 12 months, actually. It hasn't even been a year since The Last of Us 2 was released on PS4. Of course, uh, the the much-anticipated sequel of the the classic Last of Us, which is now getting a TV show uh, and a remake, apparently. Not quite sure why they're doing that. Uh, But uh, the sequel is... um, I I know it's divisive, and uh, I've talked about it on this podcast. It it is not a a, a pick-me-up. It is certainly... The antithesis of Conker's Bad Fur Day. It's not going to make you laugh at all, uh, but it will make you feel. It'll make you cry, and uh, it does have a quite a memorable final boss battle. Um, not because it's grandiose, and not because it's over the top, but actually f- f- quite for the opposite. That uh, it's very uh, intimate and quiet uh, and dark. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it because, uh, the year, like I said, yeah, the (laughs) game is not a year old, uh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't another boss battle that I can talk about from this game. Uh, do yourselves a favor, check out, uh, on YouTube, the Rat King, 
is what this particular mm-hmm. boss is called. I can't remember why they called him that, but it's basically, if you played Last of Us, you know, there's all sorts of zombies. That's basically what it is. Um, although they're, they're more than zombies, they're infected, right? And so, yeah, um, like a fungus. Yeah, they've got like spores growing out of their heads. And the lore is that the longer they live with this mutation, the more the mutation kind of takes over. So now that we're, I guess, a decade or so after. The, the you know the first Last of Us or like when uh, when when the infection first started, now uh, this game this sequel uh, is able to introduce kind of these big mutated kind of monsters and uh, this one the Rat King that shows up uh, it's it's fairly near the end of the game I want to say it's like you know the second to last chapter um, it's basically like you know if this game had a big boss battle this would be it that wasn't story related it's just your character uh, comes across it and um, man the way it is um it's very claustrophobic feeling because you're indoors uh and you're you're trying to run away from it uh when mm-hmm. you when you first encounter it like you're inside of a van um and and it it, mm-hmm. it really kind of comes out of nowhere you you open the doors to get out of this van and this huge blob looking thing which it's basically like five or six different other uh, um, people kind of melded into one so it's got multiple appendages and multiple heads and at one point during the fight one of them like siphons off like crawls off so now there's two of them that you have to fight this one spry one running around and then this big blobulous thing that's slowly just chasing you but it's almost like Nemesis from Resident Evil he just does not stop chasing you and so the arena for lack of a better term that you're in um, it's basically kind of like one big circle and you have to keep running around, dodging this fucking thing. Sh- meanwhile, shooting at it, and uh, man, it is it is grotesque. It's gross looking, but it is frightening as fuck. Uh, and it was the hardest thing I I played in that game. So uh, if you don't want to play Last of Us Two, at least go to YouTube and check out that boss battle, Rat King. Nice. It sounds that- like the name was inspired by this. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it, urban legend, maybe. But mm-hmm. there's this urban legend of rats in New York City they spend so much time in close proximity that their tails get tangled uh-huh. and then they become one yep. creature. Yeah, that's like exactly what it is. Yep. So yeah, gross. <laughs> it is very gross, but the artistry involved in it, like I, I was watching it again uh, before this podcast and it's just beautiful in its goriness. That reminds me a lot of like uh, the way that Dark Souls bosses are. Yeah. Like they're, they're very grotesque, but they're, kind of beautiful in yes. a way too yeah. just be, the artistry that's involved in them yeah yeah i'm about to check that out my first thought was wreck it ralph too i don't know if you've seen that but uh, no, <laughs> no i haven't is there a rat well, king in what wreck there's ralph a rat king <laughs> a ralph king bro oh, interesting awesome. yeah i'll have to check that one out. is that any good i was kind of told it wasn't uh, I mean that first one. I, I love that first one. I think that first yeah, one. The first one was fantastic. The first yeah. one did it right. The second one, yeah, seemed like a cash grab. It's weird because the first one was about video games, and the second one's more about internet culture. So if you like internet mm. culture, maybe you'll like it. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I do, but um, you know, like podcasts. You know, I mean, that is kind mm-hmm. of touches on that. YouTube touches on YouTube a lot. So I think memes. I mean. That's what it is. It's meme the movie. Right. Meme the movie. Yeah, At least it's, it's not uh, emoji the movie. Oh God, yes, <laughs> we've had two of those. Um, yeah, I, I think it came out like right after, or not right after, but it was it was being made um, after Disney had acquired Star Wars and Marvel, mm-hmm. and so I just remember in the trailer them kind of rolling out. Oh, it's like all of our properties, and Wreck It Ralph's going to visit them all. 
uh, and it really just seemed like um, like it was made for other reasons than uh, yes. a, a creative endeavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good made way to, to marketing. Mm-hmm. Probably a good point. All right. Well, uh, man, I really only have maybe one or two. Uh, more games on my list um, that can kind of be honorable mentions. I know we're we're getting long in the tooth here. What about you guys? You got any more? Uh, I'd say yeah, two more. I right. have one. Oh, I guess yeah, I have about two more. And then Jay, why don't you go? I'll go, and then uh, we'll let Mark, and then we'll do uh, one more after that. Okay. Um, all right, then I have uh, Chrono Trigger, the <laughs> the final battle of Lavos. Fucking knew this was going to show up. Yep. Yep. We have. Um, you know, of course, the the music episode. I I did the the songs that go with it. Mm-hmm. That was actually three songs into one. Um, this battle is endurance. Like it is all about endurance. Um, the video that I linked, and I know I took longer than this video. This video <laughs> is fifty four minutes long. Oh, that's and how that's long the, the boss battle is. That's how long the boss battle is. Jesus. Yeah. He has three stages. You got the first stage is he's basically he erupts out of the ground, kind of like a like this volcano or something opens up and he comes he comes out and it's just spiky looking, almost like a giant hedgehog looking thing. <laughs> uh, I know he's affectionately called the the angry hedgehog. <laughs> um, I thought that was Ron but, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're 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 first fighting this form and coming to find out that form is just like his, his protective shell oh. that, almost like his spacecraft that he that he flies around in um and in the video that's half an hour of that video is just fighting this form then you get into it and then you go up against uh almost like this robot looking thing and it's kind of a, this giant mech uh, it's you know hooked up with uh, cables coming off of it and all this stuff, so it's kind of like the control center. Um, and then the th- the third and final form is actually Lavos himself, and he's like oh. this alien creature uh, that's inside this. So that that robot mech wasn't actually like a robot; it was like another little suit of armor mm. for him to to be in. And then it's actually yeah, Doctor Wiley controlling him. It, is that what happened? You're right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy because this this game, it, it takes place over so many years. Like the you you get the ability to travel forward and back through time, and you can actually pretty early on in the game, like as soon as you get the ability to freely travel back in time, you can go back to when Lavos first lands and fight him. You are probably not going to win. I don't know if anybody <laughs> has actually beaten him, yeah, but yeah. you can actually fight him. Um, and then the rest of the game, there's multiple times throughout that you could fight him and defeat him and win the game without going through the rest of the game. Yeah. And there's basically like 15 or 20 endings that you can get for this game. And each one is based on when you actually fight him and defeat him. Damn, I, that's that's another one of my bucket list games, and and soon on this podcast we'll do an episode uh, about bucket list games, games that we yes. we need to play before we die, uh, and I just haven't gotten around to. Um, but I, I I don't know how many more people have to tell me it's a great game for me to finally carve out the time to do it. But uh, hey, Joel, mm-hmm. it's a great. Game. Have you played it too, yes. uh, Mark? Oh my gosh, I used yes. to spend my night at spend the night at my cousin's house, and we would stay up all night playing Chrono Trigger. Okay, let me ask you this. If I'm going to play one RPG, one uh, 16-bit era RPG, Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger? Earthbound. Yes. 
<laughs> option c that's right yeah no i always tell people have you played earthbound nope then you need to go you need to go do that right now no, I haven't played that one either jay what say another, you another great one uh if it's between those two yes. or three no yes just those two just <laughs> yes. those two also yes <laughs> all three of them are like, fuck you right. you do not get to pick just one those, uh. they're 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 different enough uh, between all three of them, really, but mm. especially the those two, even though those two, uh, Final Fantasy VI and, and Chrono Trigger, are square, yeah. uh, square soft, mm-hmm. they're different enough that it's completely different stories, completely different cast of characters, um, completely different battle mechanics. Mm-hmm. So they're they're different enough games that I I I can't recommend one over the other. Like mm-hmm. they're they're both yeah. definite you you have to play these games. i've started it's playing... also like a preference thing like if you like turn-based rpgs you're probably really gonna like final fantasy 6 but if you're not a fan then you're gonna like chrono trigger, like chrono trigger. Well, there yeah. you go the chrono yeah. trigger it is then thanks for clearing that one up. <laughs> appreciate that no i've i've gotten into both of those games i've got save files on my little nes or snes classic mm-hmm. uh here uh and i just haven't gotten back to them but uh there you go that's yeah. my opportunity all right uh yeah. well i'm gonna throw one more out here um because one of the things I think makes a good boss battle, uh, and it's specifically a final boss battle, is uh, taking everything you've learned, uh, everything the game has been teaching you throughout, uh, and then th- the game is throwing it back at you and being like, okay, hey, remember how you did this then? You're going to have to do this part now. Oh, and there's another part where you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to use everything you learn. Um, and uh, a game I played earlier this year uh, that is an oldie but a goodie called Portal, I think uh, was great at doing that. If you haven't played Portal, uh, I, I, I love the humor. I love that you've got uh, a great nemesis in the form of Gladys, the uh, the OS who is ever taunting you and uh, talking to you throughout the entire game. And finally, you get to meet her face to or, or orb, orb to orb, I guess I should say, <laughs> um, when uh, you've got to kind of dismantle her. Uh, there's a... Um, a little incinerator in the corner. She's just in this big room, uh, and she tells you at the beginning that uh, I am now uh, flooding this room that is sealed uh, with gas. So there's a clicking, t- uh, ticking clock. You've got like five minutes to to, to beat her, uh, and the way you beat her is uh, these little orbs. She's got what three different orbs that you have to drop yeah. into this incinerator. They're attached to her, and you have to figure out a way to a knock them off one at a time, and then b when you do knock them off, they always land somewhere out of reach and you've got mm-hmm. to figure out how to use your portal skills that you've been taught throughout the entire game to reach them, grab them and uh, throw them in the incinerator before that time uh, runs out. And so not only is it a challenge, not only is it smart in the way that it's designed, but man, you're just fucking laughing all the way through it because yep. each of like, she's almost got like split personality and each of the orbs kind of has its own little personality. And uh, one, you know, there's, there's a running joke about cake you know, the cake is a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, one of the orbs is just reading uh, instructions, directions on how to make a cake. I love <laughs> which it. I, love I got uh, no end of enjoyment out of. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> the the Gladys fight in the original Portal uh, makes my list. Nice. If you if you look uh, at throughout that game, and they didn't do it in the second one, which I was kind of disappointed in, but in the first one, I guess it makes sense why they didn't do it in the second one. But in the first one, if you look at the monitors, the computer monitors, mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have text on them. If you get close enough and look at them, the text is a cake recipe. The cake recipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So it's awesome. the recipe that, that that personality core is uh, reading out to you. I love it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's one of those games that's just so beautifully crafted. The boss mm-hmm. is so satisfying. The ending, the credits. I mean, yes, that song. It just feels good mm-hmm. when you when you beat that game. It and does. That's a great boss. Player. Yes. Yes. I agree. All right, uh, Mark, you got one left, or we already do yours. Um. Yeah, I got one left. All right, let's hear it. I can do one more. Um, and this is kind of more along the lines of like satisfying in the sense of lore and it's like wow that all built up for that so it's kind of a three-parter it's metroid metroid 2 and super Uh, metroid yes the way those stories progress bravo you you fight mother brain in the first one then you save the baby metroid in the second one Mm -hmm. and then you get to the third one where you deliver the baby metroid and then ridley comes and then you defeat Ridley and it looks like everything's gone to crap and boom, you fight mother brain and everything seems like it's lost and you're giving it all you've got and who comes to save you, but it's the baby itself. Yes. He's all yes. grown up oh though, right? Yes. Say that again. Yes. And he's all grown up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's huge. And Oh my God. It's just like, I can't be- like just when you play that, you're just like, what is happening? And the baby sacrifices itself. I it know. takes that last hit for you. And the cry it makes. Oh, I know. God, yes. Man. And uh, then you just like unleash havoc on Mother Brain and you get out of there. And it's like, wow, all that. Like that, when you play them all three in a row, you feel really crazy. I don't know. It's, it's a trip. So <laughs> great. You know what? Yes. And that's a great point, too, because I, I played Super Metroid Part 3 before having played Part 2. and uh, Or at least oh. I, I still haven't gone all the way through it, but I, at least I know how it, it fits in. Um, and yeah, it's not until when you when you play that again, kind of knowing the history. Uh, but yeah, that's a good call. It's a it's an ending three games in the making. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if you really love that kind of trilogy, mm-hmm. and you know, I know a lot, of, a lot of people don't like Metroid Other M, but at least for the first five minutes, where it gives you yes. a full HD CG remake of the ending of yes. Super Metroid. Oh, really? It's, it's so great. Amazing. Oh, yes. I have that on Wii. I've never played it. So maybe I'll have to yeah. pop it in I mean, just for like that. Literally intro. the first five minutes. I mean, then you'll be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> even even the game itself. Like I I know I know it gets a lot of shit from from fans. because um, the story is not great. There's there's some questionable things that they did for the story. <laughs> but gameplay wise, it's it's still a Metroid, and if you enjoy yeah. the Metroid games, I do. You'll enjoy playing through it. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, add that to the bucket list. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, I'm all out of games. Mark is all out of games. Jay, I think you've got one more. Or are you all out of games too? My final one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> final Fantasy VI. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this one is, uh, of course, Kefka. The final battle with Kefka. Mm-hmm. Um through this whole game talking about you know learning learning all the stuff as you as you go along mm-hmm. in this one it's it's more about because you know you with the boss fights in these games it's basically just unleash everything you have on them mm-hmm. um but in this one you're you're building up a team as you go along so during this final battle and a couple times throughout the game you you control three separate versions of these teams that you can you can move independently of each other and switch between them. Mm-hmm. On this one, you're you're climbing this tower to get to to Kefka at the end, and you got all your you got all your characters, and the battle starts, and it's basically almost like this demon looking thing yeah. that you're fighting to begin with, 
And that's like, where the fuck did that come from? Cause you were just talking to Kefka and Kefka is just like this crazy clown kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but you notice off the top of the screen, there's like stuff coming out of its head and going up higher. And so as you get through this form, then the screen pans up mm-hmm. and follows these, these cords that are going up to the almost, almost look like entrails or tentacles of some sort. And then it gets to like this mound of bodies and there's like this, uh, almost like a lion head and Kefka sitting on this lion head kind of taunting you basically. And if you, if you're familiar with like some old Renaissance art of like the depictions of hell of yeah. things that are just like masses of bodies and things just all kind of, and you've got the demons that the, all these bodies are hanging off of. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> and of course you, you go through this form and it goes up and it, pans up even further and it gets to the top of these these uh tentacles or entrails or whatever and it's kefka sitting on like a throne of these tentacles and behind him he's got almost like this virgin mary looking thing yeah. kind of floating back there behind him um and then as that final battle finish or as you as you get through that form and you finish off the music starts to fade and the it's panning up into the sky and you're thinking all right we, we got it because the music's fading out they're about to do the the you know the the cut scene for the end or whatever and then it starts the music from the beginning of the game, uh-huh. the very opening uh, thing before you even press start. You oh. get this this organ sound of like just this buildup of things coming, and it's going up. And you're panning up into the clouds, and you've got this like golden sun rays coming out of the clouds and everything. And it stops, and then down floats this angelic form mm-hmm. of Kefka, and that's like his ultimate final battle form. Jesus. Oh my God! The just the the lead up to all of that, and throughout this battle, because you've got these, you know, the three parties. Mm-hmm. If a character dies, then they'll be replaced with another character. Oh, so you you you're you're not necessarily limited to the characters that you go in to the actual fight with. They liked this idea so much of this final battle with the with the multiple stages and the angelic form at the end that they basically did it again for Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, uh, you got the exact, almost the exact same uh, note for note fight with Sephiroth at the end, including the angelic form with his one winged angel form. Mm. But yeah, so that that's that's my uh, that's my probably one of my favorite uh, Final Fantasy fights. Yeah, and if you sure. you want to hear the soundtrack to that, uh, a couple of episodes ago we did a, a whole music themed episode, video game music. Uh, and I know that uh, you and Joe were both a big fan of that. We played clips of that and talked about it uh, while it was playing underneath. Uh, and I know, uh, not next week, but uh, coming up soon, we're going to have a uh, Video Game Music Volume 2 episode oh, yeah. that uh, you'll be on, Jay will be on, uh, I'll be on. And uh, yeah, Mark is going to join us, I think, for that one and uh, give right. us some of his video game music picks. Uh, but that is awesome. not next week. That is not next week. Next week... We're going to be Indeed. talking about uh, indie games. That's right. We mentioned a few earlier in this episode. And, uh, yeah, there's a ton of independent games out there. Uh, some are made by a uh, small team. Some are made by uh, literally one person. Uh, but uh, you can't judge the quality based on how many people built them because uh, some of the best games out there were made by small little independent developers. We're, we, we really live in like a golden age of video really games did, where yeah. it's not just the people with uh, the biggest teams and the most money making games. Even even you 
could make a video game. So uh, tune yep. in next week where we're going to be talking about indie games. All right, well, that is our boss battle episode. Uh, if we left some off uh, that you're screaming at your podcast, saying, why don't you guys talk about... Uh, Trying to think of uh, well, we didn't do the the Psychomantis for Metal Gear Solid. Oh, there you oh, go. Joe, you know what? Joe had also talked about. Let's talk about that because uh, j- just quickly, um, because from what I know about it, it uh, it's it's a boss that uh, knows your every move, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it it even knows what games you've been playing and reads yep. the the save data off your card and will uh, tell you you've been playing too many video games. And the <laughs> only way to uh, defeat it is to what? Literally unplug the controller from port one and plug it yep. into port two. Plug it into port two, so yep. that it doesn't know uh, what move you're going to make. How ingenious yep. is that? I love it. Yep. It's brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it's this whole this whole mechanic that you always complain about boss fights that, like we talked about with uh, with M Bison, like mm-hmm. how they just ha- have this superhuman ability to predict what you're going to do and where you're going to go because it's processing a whole lot faster than you can do it. And that's, that's exactly what they did, but they played that off of this to great effect Mm -hmm. because when you plug it into port two, I mean, the game obviously could still do it because you're still, you know, you're still just a normal player, but the, the game is, is now giving you the advantage by being in, in player two and, this boss that suddenly can no longer read your mind anymore because you're, you're not in the correct, in the correct position. <laughs> That's awesome. So and great. It's cool how it builds it up too. Cause he's like, I can, I know everything you're going to do and I can control your movement or something. And he's like, put your controller down and you would put the controller down and he would go watch as I move your controller and the game would vibrate. See my power. I am ultimate. <laughs> That's incredible. It's uh, great. All right. Well, now that we mentioned it, uh, you don't have to mention that on Facebook. But if listeners, you have other boss battles that we didn't mention, uh, comment on our Facebook page, uh, 16-Bit Gladiators there, or uh, tweet it to us, at 16-Bit Gladiators. And, of course, uh, you can find links to all of those, as well as uh, subscription links on our website, 16BitGladiators.com. Uh, all right. Well, Jay, once again, nicely done, man. Thank you, sir. Pulling no Always punches. Uh, even Mike Tyson, just like him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mark, thanks again for uh, joining us. And can't wait to have you back in a couple of weeks uh, to hear your video game music picks when we do volume Absolutely. two. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Nice. And of course, thank you, listener. Uh, and we will see you next week when we talk indie games on another episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.